The next mayor of Chicago will have a lot on his plate when he takes over the fifth floor in May. Public safety, education, transportation, the list goes on. So what should the city's next leader keep in mind when it comes to economic development? The Chicago Sun-Times editorial board has a new piece out today with some ideas. And one suggestion, make the us versus them mentality that divides Chicagoans and the city a thing of the past. Here to discuss is Lee Bay, sometimes Ed Board member and architecture critic. Welcome back to Reset, Lee. Thank you. Good to be back. So talk to us more about this us versus them mindset. What does that actually look like in practice when it comes to how the city's developed? Well, you know, um, there is... um it's always been there, and you know, obviously, in a way, which is why the South Side and the West Side has developed differently than the North Side, and and even let's say downtown. Uh, you know, uh, the riches uh, and the spoils go to one half of the city. You know, you just teased a um an an item from the Woodstock Institute just before the segment came on about how black um, homeowners pay higher cl- closing costs um, than white homeowners. Uh, in in the city, so all these things become a bar- become barriers that ultimately uh, split the city in ways that favor one side and unfavor disfavor uh, uh, and don't favor the the, the other. Mm-hmm. Um, what's troubling, though, uh, I, I think on the uh, at least as the editorial board sees it, is you know we, we're seeing it creep up uh, more in city council lately. We saw it with um, the complaint over the um, uh, the creation of the TIF transitive to create the red line extension right uh, people were you know rightly saying some aldermen were rightly saying well you know they should the cta should get its act in order but there are also aldermen who are saying you know well what's in it for us you know why should the the, the tiff draw money from the richer parts of the city to give to the to the poorer parts yeah and by tiff and, you mean tax increment financing yes yes, yes. um uh the, the, this financing mechanism to uh to to fund the uh the, the, the extension and you know and, and we saw it a bit um in a story that Fran Spielman did last week, uh, our city hall reporter, talking to Tom Tunney, he's giving a post-mortem, Alderman Tom Tunney, outgoing Alderman Tom Tunney, he's giving a, a post-mortem of, uh, on why um, Mayor Lightfoot lost. Mm-hmm. And he says that part of the reason was an overemphasis, um, I think was his word, on redeveloping the south and west sides. What do you make of and, that? You know, which, which, is, which you know doesn't make a lot of sense to us. So that's our fear, yeah. that the new mayor has to address this, that this, that's our fear that this is here this this sensibility is there mm-hmm. and the new mayor has to address it what do you make of, of tunny saying that that there's that she had an overemphasis on improving the south and west sides you know i i've known tom for years and respect uh him largely but i think he's wrong uh in in, in this case that uh, anyone who could could go to let's say milwaukee and damon uh and then go to 63rd 73rd 83rd and damon and and say that uh uh, you know that uh, one side, and say that the and say that the, that the north side is neglected. Um, you know would would be wrong. I mean, what, what has to happen, and I think what's in, what the mayor's invest southwest program tries to do, and I think the next mayor's program should pick up the ball and continue to do, is even the playing field. And um, you know, and, and equity probably looks like um, uh, you know uh, you, you're being ripped off when you're the one who's used to getting all the cards and all the money. Uh, but the city can't exist this way anymore. We're seeing every day um, the problems that are created when you have one half of the city that does halves, yeah. but the other half of the city that are have-nots. Well, yeah, I like this turn of phrase in the editorial. To that end, you and your colleagues write that there's long been a, quote, cultural tug of war between the north side and the south sides. And that, you know, it's all in good fun until it's not, right? 
Exactly. You know, when we're talking about baseball teams, who has the best pizza, South Side, North Side, who has the best barbecue, you know, that, that's that, that's all part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it becomes a, 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 you know, a method to judge value and worth and to divide the spoils of the city, um, then that's when that, that then that's when it's historically a problem and certainly uh, will be in, increasingly a problem as we go as we go forward. In what ways have the north side and, and downtown gotten more economic development than the south and west sides under previous mayors? Well, you know, I'll, I'll point to this one thing. I mean, um, the, uh, the, the, um, the, the 78 and uh, Lincoln Yards together have $2.4 billion worth of city subsidy heading their way. These are large projects, large transformational projects, but they're, but they're well-funded by the city. That's more than the entire Invest Southwest portfolio uh, put together, all uh, 10 or 12 neighborhoods, um, which are each delivering smaller projects. So that's mm. just one way. And, you know, and then there are other ways, too. I mean, you know, WBEZ has reported over the years how banks have loaned more money in Lincoln Park, mortgage loans they, than they have to, to the entirety of the south and west side. So it's, you know, it's time yeah. and time again um, where, uh, where one side is, is, is privileged um, mm-hmm. you know, by far over, over the rest. And, you know, we, we believe a funny thing in this country that, you know, that if you work hard and you do your best, um, you know, these rewards come to you. Uh, but we see that, you know, there's a thumb on the scale uh, oftentimes when it comes to some areas and some neighborhoods and, and that, that, that makes the weight in favor uh, of what's happening there and takes away from areas where they're not, you know, and the people on the South and West side pay taxes too, Right. And they right. fund the city, they fund transit, they do all those things, but they increasingly get less of a benefit from it uh, than other sides of the city. Yeah. Who, who, who I mean, well. you talk there about the, you know, the difference in scale with the, the projects on, on one side versus the other. But but back to the Invest Southwest program for just a moment. I mean, it did aim to pump two billion private and public dollars into 10 south and west side neighborhoods. I mean, is that not a step in the right direction? Oh, it is. It is. And, uh, and and it's a step in the right direction uh, and a small step in the right direction, uh, given the enormity of the problem. And according to some, according to according to Tom and others, um, that's just too much. You know, that's that's an overemphasis. That is the problem. That mindset is the is the problem. You also say that this type of thinking, it came into play as the city council discussed extending the red line beyond 95th Street to folks that don't currently have access to the L. Yeah, very much so. I mean, we we saw. I mean, again, you know, it was some of the conversation was was wrapped in the city. The CTA should get its act in order before it seeks this money from the from uh, from the city. Um, although, uh, as you know, we've pointed out on the editorial board, uh, the same problems with the CTA existed when there was the uh, uh, you know plans to uh, to improve the north end of the, of the red line. I think the purple line and brown line somewhere in there too. So, you know, so these, these problems are always there, but it becomes a real issue. Can we do this? Should we do this? Uh, when it comes, when it comes time to bring transit equity to the, to the South side. Um, and, uh, you know, and then there's also, as I mentioned, the, you know, the finding the financing mechanism, the TIF funding that, that, that the tax increment finance funding to fund the red line extension will draw from near South side and, and, um, uh, downtown wards um, and kind of send the money south for the funding. And, you know, and, and that was even a complaint. People not understanding that 
um, that it's a benefit to the entire city, not just a sop to the south side. Right. Uh, if you can get from one end of the city uh, to the other. I mean, my goodness, if you live in Wilmette, you can catch the L into downtown. But if you live in Roseland, uh, you can't. Uh, without you know having to catch a bus, a train, an Uber, you know, you know, a, a bus, a, an Uber, or something yeah. uh, to get downtown. So these are the things that um, that the new mayor has to address and and really use the really use the the office as a bully pulpit to kind of you know um, address and 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 uh, really um, take issue with this kind of thought before it takes root. Right, right. It takes further root. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a bit more about that, Lee. How does an investment in Inglewood or Humboldt Park benefits someone who lives in Lakeview or in the Loop? You know, it, it's like a body, right? I mean, it's like if the rest of my body is in good condition, but my fist hurts, or my head hurts, then then that becomes a problem, you know, uh, you know, you know, and if and if it gets worse, uh, if uh, the limb is in danger of being removed, it's been neglected for so long, it affects the entire body. And the same with the city, uh, you know, we tend to Forget that people in the, in these neighborhoods; these are our workers. These are our, te- our teachers live here. Our workers live here. Yeah, um, you know all those kind of things, and they deserve uh, for the health of the city to be able to get around, to be able to uh, you know efficiently, to be able to um, to to live affordably and, and properly in, in the city. And I, I'll go one step further. And this is me talking, not, not the editorial board. Is that when you've neglected large parts of the city for so long? And things like crime and, and disinvestment uh, set in. It's almost, and in these areas, you, you can't wall it off, right? You can't say, well, it'll never jump to Dan Ryan and come on my side of the city. It'll right. never go north. You know, ultimately, um, the problems that are in these neighborhoods break out of these neighborhoods. And, and, and I think you're seeing a bit of that with, uh, you know, some of the crime and some of the other things that, 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 that are happening citywide. That you, you can't create a, a, you know, you can't just lock these areas off. And the city has tried this, you know, the city has really done this right. in, in over the years, but now it cannot. And um, and it has to be solved. It has to be addressed. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Lee Bay of the Chicago Sun-Times editorial board. Now, the board has an editorial out today about what Chicago's next mayor should keep in mind when it comes to economic development in the city. Uh, they write that investing in one neighborhood does not have to come at the expense of another and that it can actually benefit the city as a whole. Lee, let's get back to Mayor Lightfoot's signature project here, Invest Southwest. Both Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson, they suggested in a a recent debate that they would keep some version of it. What would be your advice for them? What's working with Invest Southwest and what's not? You know, I think um, what's working is, you know, on the first level, you know, philosophically, that that to get the city to look at these areas uh, uh, of the city not as places to flee, not as places to pretend um, they don't exist, but but as places to improve. I mean, I, I think that's 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 huge. Um, I think when it comes, I think um, you know, there's one one project, for instance, I think uh, was announced recently where. They're, they're looking at Lake, the, the intersection of Lake and Kedzie, and they're looking to add retail and housing and restaurants and, and that kind of thing there, uh, where there's, you know, virtually nothing there other than vacant lots and things. Um, I mean, so so I think I think that that's a success to be able to, to take um, some of the wealth of the city, um, city dollars. I think she's also leveraging uh, philanthropic money as well. Mm-hmm. And to be able to put it where it's needed is is good. My, you know, the, where it doesn't work, I mean, I think I'd like to see more home ownership 
in the mix. I'd like to see that the program evolve so that the renter, that the, the residents who live there are moving to these areas um, aren't, uh, you know, just renters, but, but also, um, but also homeowners. I mean, that's, that, that's key, I think in a city like this. Yeah. And, and I think that it has to be for the next mayor, it has to be flexible enough, this program to be expanded. Um, I, I'd like to see schools and parks, uh, you know, either existing ones or new ones uh, brought into the mix that. So if, if you say this is an invest Southwest community, you're not only getting a rebuilt um, retail district, but you're also getting, again, you know, uh, you know, rental housing, uh, yeah. uh, housing for, uh, you know, purchase, but also schools and parks as well. Well, these are these are big ideas. Is there anything immediate that you think the mayor could do maybe on day one or within the first six months to, to move economic development in the right direction? You know, I, I think, you know, uh, you know, continuing what's there and just doing more of it and even even outlining a vision uh, on on day one to say, listen, this program works uh, or, you know, or here's where it doesn't work or wherever the state of it is. But here's how we're going to make it better over the next four years. Uh, I think I think that and then and then been, and then being able to take concrete steps over those four years to make it uh, better, I, I, I think is is huge. I mean, it took us, you know, 60, 70 years to get into the spot. And, um, you know, we're not going to get out of it in, in two or three years. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, showing, um, you know, you know, being able to 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 lay out a plan that puts us, puts us on a path uh, to success is is huge. Uh, briefly, speaking of those big ideas, you wrote another recent piece. You, you laid out what the next mayor should consider when it comes to the, the planned casino for instance, uh, talk to us about your thoughts there and, and maybe throw in your, your thoughts about Soldier Field and the museum campus. Sure, sure. This was a this was an architecture column. So different than editorial. This is this part is my opinion. Uh, but I think I think with the with the with the casino, you know, I frankly think and this is again, this is me uh, as, as architecture critic. Uh, I, I think it's a bad deal. I think the new mayor should should frankly, um, you know, put it on ice a bit. I think the location is not good. Uh, too crowded, too compact. I think it um, it, it threatens uh, the progress is happening on the north branch of the river, which is to make it accessible to people, to make it you know more pastoral to, uh, to people. And I think shoving a, a casino against the river, I think it is is not good. I think when it comes to Soldier Field, I think the new mayor, although there's some noise in today's paper that the um, the Bears might be interested in talking about a, a Soldier Field future. At least one paper reports it, and then the other paper doesn't doesn't say that. But I think that the the bears are gone, and I think that um, in Arlington Heights, and I think that it's time to rethink um, Soldier Field not as a stadium necessarily, just uh, but also but as a piece of the museum campus. So what yeah. kind of things culturally and in other ways can you other things can you do mm-hmm. uh, to put the stadium in harmony with what's around it, as opposed to making it this? And you saw those. Renderings, this huge steroidal, you know, testament to to yeah. football. I'm a football fan, but I think it, that kind of thing doesn't belong on the lake. I think it belongs where other NFL cities are putting them, which is out in suburbia, out away from the city center, yeah. uh, where there's room for it to be that. I tend to agree. Lee Bay is an editorial board member and architecture critic for the Chicago Sun-Times. Thank you, Lee. 